I went on a date last weekend. A girl I met on uh, Hinge. Look, I don't even know if I want to date, um, but I know I don't want to be diving further down the super isolated guy who's always by himself hole. Uh, Out of all the holes I want to dive down, that's not the one. So uh, I went on some dating apps, which are awful. I think I've talked about that before. They're terrible and weird and uh, people are so rude and inconsiderate. But anyway, uh, I was talking to this girl for a couple weeks and uh, our schedules weren't lining up. And then uh, we were finally able to go out. We went and saw a movie. We saw that um, scary stories to tell in the dark, which I liked. It was good. Um, It felt like a movie from the late 80s, early 90s, uh, and I liked it. It was really well done, and it was uh, fun and cool. It was, uh, you know, very enjoyable. <clears throat> I normally don't go... Well, I try to go to theaters as little as possible, and if I do, I'll go early morning or middle of the day on, like, a midweek, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, and it's usually after the movie's been out for a while, too. Uh, and that'll ensure that the theater is empty or near empty nearly empty near empty whatever there aren't a lot of people in it Um, because one I I don't like uh, large crowds and then unfortunately in in theaters in particular uh, people are just so incredibly rude and inconsiderate and uh, but anyway so I'm on this date with this girl And I figured that the movie's been out for a few weeks and, you know, there are other movies out now. And there are other horror movies. It too is out, which is awful, unfortunately. Um, But I figured that this movie would be a safe bet because it's been out for a while. Wrong. She was in Pasadena. Oh, I'm in Pomona. I moved. I'm in Pomona now. Um... So we met in in the middle in West Covina. Not the greatest area, but, you know, whatever. It was between us, and I figured it wouldn't be that bad. Wrong. Packed theater. Fucking packed. No joke, I'm not exaggerating. There were, like, six different people scattered throughout the theater texting the entire time. The entire time. I'm not speaking hyperbolically. They were texting the entire time. There was a kid... uh, two seats over from me. There were like two empty seats and then these two kids and then a couple empty seats. Um, There were, I don't know, 16. This one kid was texting the entire time. Now, normally I'm very vocal and confrontational and a little too aggressive. But I'm on this date with this girl. I don't want to freak her out. I don't want to put her in a situation uh, that was potentially dangerous or or myself, honestly. But um, anyway... So I didn't say anything. I'm like, what the fuck? And then, and you can't really say anything to one person because there's six different people doing it scattered throughout the theater. A girl next to the, my date literally answered her phone. She answered her phone. She took a phone call. There were two different groups having conversations, just talking to each other like, eh, blah, blah, blah. It was 
fucking bananas. I was so tense the entire time. I couldn't enjoy any of it because I was just so fucking tense. It was awful. Thankfully, when it was over, she felt the same way. And that was a good sign. So we leave both a little uh, traumatized by what the theater experience we just had. So we're like, let's grab a drink. Now it's, uh, I don't know, the movie was at eight, I think. Um, So it's 10. I'm normally, like, I'm not out at this time. So anyway, she's like, yeah, let's go to a bar. So cool. And she, and she made it a point to say, at, at, in that moment, uh, I really like dive bars. Okay. So I just look across. We, we, I checked a couple places, like, within walking distance, and they were not. But then I looked across the street, and I was like, that looks like a dive bar. So you, you down? Yeah. We walk across the street. We go into the bar. It's a dive bar. It is a piece of shit bar. And, uh, like, horrible, old, disgusting carpet, you know, low ceilings, the no lighting, it's just lights. Um, and uh, there's, you know, horrible karaoke, there's pool tables with fluorescent lights. It's a fucking dive bar. The crowd is all sorts of bananas. And she's mad uncomfortable from the second we walk in. I was like, is this all right? I mean, this is a dive bar. And she was like, no, it's fine. So <laughs> so we go get, get a drink. Okay, I bought the movie tickets. I did it, you know, over my phone. No big deal. I go to buy the drink. She doesn't even, like, pretend to reach for her wallet. Okay, I buy the drink. We're drinking. She's super uncomfortable. She's, like, super, like, looking down her nose at everything going on. So we're sitting there and I'm trying to, you know, make jokes about it because it is funny. And there's like, uh, you know, um, plaques on the wall of like people who won pool contests there. And I was like, you know, what if what what would it be like if you were a person who had a plaque in this bar? Like what kind of confidence could you walk around with all day knowing that you have a plaque here? Like that must be a really amazing feeling. Yes. I'm very charming, everybody. Um. So we're, you know, talking about whatever, it's okay. And uh, we finish our drinks and I'm like, you want to go somewhere else? She's like, oh God, yes. It's like, okay, well, we're going to have to drive because there's, you know, this is not an area for, and what I thought, okay, well, she likes hipster dive bars. Hipster dive bars are not dive bars. They're super nice bars and lounges uh, that are made to look, you know what it's like? It's like uh, those Kanye shirts where it's like, it's a shirt that's all ripped up, intentionally ripped up, that costs $300. That's the kind of bar she was looking for, which is fine, whatever. So we find a place in, uh, was it Monrovia? Wherever the fuck. We drove there separately. And uh, it was like a, kind of a chain. I think, what is it? Congregation Ale House. Uh, and it's fine. And it, it's it's just a very typical kind of brewery type bar. And um, she was very comfortable there. <laughs> so fine. That's fine. Um, you know what I find? You know, and I don't mean to shit on this girl, okay? She was 
Well, I mean a little bit. I'm going to shit on her a little bit. She was fine. Uh, very, very attractive. Super attracted to her. Um, but like, you know, in her profile, she was like, you know, you'll like, we'll get along if uh, you're into horror and metal and uh, sarcasm. I'm like, that's like, though, if you know who I am, th- there we go. We're good. And I'm sarcastic as fuck. So much so that I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, like, I, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I, I get that a lot. Which is sarcastic. Uh, because I'm sarcastic. But, like, I would say something that was clearly a joke. Like, and I, and then she would ask me, like, wait, are you being serious? I'm like, you don't. Okay. So whatever. So at this bar, we're having a good time. We're talking. It's getting better. We're looser. It's fine. And a couple times she mentioned, she mentioned at the theater, after we left, she's like, oh, this is why I don't like kids. I was like, mm, okay, that's interesting. You know, I have a son. He's my entire world. I love him to the moon and back. And, uh, but also, you know, if you're, if your hearts, I get if you don't want kids or you don't uh, relate or anything like that, but to not like that, I don't like kids, uh, it's a kind of a, it's it's less indicative of your personal feelings and more of a reflection of how you feel about yourself, you know, because you're that's part of you and to to really like to really not like that part is is telling and alarming. Um but she so she said it again at the the other bar. And I was like, okay. Um you know, I told her I had a, a son. And, uh, you know, I, I said, like, hey, you know, no, no, wait, this was later. Okay, so we're talking, we're talking. And she was talking about, like, these speeding tickets she got at a certain point. And that she was, she kept, she kept describing herself as a speed demon. Which is w- weird. Um, I know, I know that I sound like Larry David. I get it. But whatever. It's my podcast. So she's going on. Kept calling herself a speed demon. I was like, ugh, why are you saying that? But then she was so upset that she got a ticket. But she wasn't upset that she got a ticket. She was half upset about that. She was more upset that she normally goes faster. And and then she only got a ticket going 79, even when she was going more. I was like, so the cop helped you out. He He brought it under 80, which is better for you. But she couldn't, like, accept that. She had to. She was still like, "No, nah, fuck that." And, and she, I kept like, he was a white cop. And I was like, "Okay, I mean, there are a lot of bad white cops. I, I get it. That's true." She's not white, and we talked about that a bit. Like, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's bad that, um, you know. But I was like, "Okay, but you got pulled." And she and then she said she got pulled over another time, but the cop let her go. And I was like, "Was he white?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, well. Okay, so then you can see, like, there's a discrepancy in your theory that, like, all white cops are bad. But anyway, she couldn't accept responsibility that she was speeding. She was like, I can't believe I got this ticket. I got her. I was like, well, okay, but you were speeding, right? Yeah. And you got a ticket. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, that's how that works. I know it sucks. And I said, like, it fucking sucks. That's a bummer. You know, it's money and time and whatever. She's like, I'm going to fight it. I was like, well, I don't, and I told her, like, I don't know how well you, you'll do. You, you were speeding. But anyway, so she couldn't take 
responsibility for her own decisions or her behavior. That's a fucking flag. Thank you, therapy. Normally, I would just ignore that shit or change it in my mind. Oh, that's quirky or whatever. Like, eventually, I can teach her. I can help her. I'm Captain Savaho. So that's like, okay, that's, that's no good. And then the topic of like religion comes up and that went fine, more or less. Like, uh, she's also atheist. I, I hate describing myself as atheist because I don't want to be lumped in with those idiots either. But, uh, you know, it, I guess it's the closest thing if, if you define atheist as like someone who says, well, do you have proof of the, of the existence of God or gods? And then someone says, no. And then I say, great, I don't believe you. If that's it. That's it. There's no other thing about it. Um, so she was atheist, but she also really uh, strongly believes in astrology, which is odd and <laughs> and very weird, right? Like, you're like, nah, there's no God. That's stupid. People just made it up. But the stars determine my personality? Hey, hey, look, maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I'm recording this in my car. I don't know how my car works. I'm recording it on my phone. I don't know how my phone works. Most things I don't know. But if you're going to deny one thing because nobody knows and then adopt and live by another thing that nobody knows but not see the parallels, if you acknowledge the parallels, I get it. It's like my my last martial arts teacher, super Christian, um, and he was once having a conversation with one of our uh, martial arts brothers. I mean, fuck both of these guys, by the way. They both turned out to be pieces of shit. But like, um, he's super Christian, and then the student he was having a conversation with, you know, older man, a very super devout Muslim, and they were both having a conversation, and they were shitting on Scientology. They were saying like how stupid and ridiculous Scientology was. And, like, there's a few of us in the room, and they're talking, and they're the older guys, and we're just kind of, everybody's just sitting there. And I'm, I was newer at this point, more new. And uh, they're talking about how ridiculous it is. And then I was like, it's no more ridiculous than, I mean, you guys both believe that a invisible man lives in the sky, or, you know, if you're good, you'll go to a good place, and if you're bad, you'll go to a bad place. Like, you, you know, you believe in a burning bush and fucking virgins and heaven and shit. Like, you, you know, dead silent. Fucking pin drop. Oh, you shouldn't bring up logic and shit. <clears throat> uh, reality, not the rapper. So, it was odd. And I, I explained to her that, like, my stance on astrology changed through therapy. And that my therapist... Uh, while she is, you know, a, a doctor, a, you know, brain doctor, a doctor, um, she also prescribes to a lot of uh, alternative, uh, not just medicine, but like ways of thought and ways of being. And she's very into astrology, which is fine. Um, but she gave me the first and only uh, use of astrology. In that she asked, because she, she had brought it up. This was like last year, maybe two years ago. She had brought it up, something about signs and this and that. Um, and there was some truth to what she was saying. 
she's fucking brilliant, so I'm listening. And then so she asked, she's like, I know you're not into it, but if you want, we can do your chart. And I said, yeah, of course, let's do it. Because I, I don't have a prejudice against it. If there's something to be gained, something to be learned, let's do it. Let's gain it. Let's learn it. So she did. We went over it, uh, you know, a few weeks later or a month later or whatever it was. And the, the, what I got out of it was some of the things she was saying were not, they didn't, I didn't connect to them at all. They didn't apply to me. They weren't true. But some of the things resonated really hard. Now, in either way, what she explained changed my perspective, not just on astrology, but on all things. And she, what she said was, um, whatever this chart reading says, some of it will affect you, some of it won't. Some of it will resonate, some of it won't. But the point is that what this will do is it'll bring you to a place where you can ask if it applies to you. You can ask yourself a question. So it's not about the chart. It's about the questions that the chart could potentially raise. And that could lead you to bigger questions or deeper understanding. And that's the point. And that blew my mind. I love questions. I'm all about questions. I don't care much for answers. Uh, for people who say they have answers or for things that say they give answers. I like questions. And her take and her presentation, now maybe she tailored it to me knowing my bias against it, but the way she phrased it and communicated it to me in, in, a, in a way, in such a way that this is something that can provide you tools for better understanding and better growth. It, it can give you questions, not answers. It can give you questions. And that opened my mind up. Now, I don't read horoscopes. I don't, you know, horoscopes are, you know, uh, very um, well known as bullshit. Okay, but uh, meaning if you go like, oh, because I'm this, then I'm, this is how my day is going to be. Or, that's, of course, nonsense. But if you can, and I still don't read them, but if you can read a horoscope and say, well, does this apply to me? Or how can I use this? How, you know, that, then there's some validity to it. So that was my experience. Now, here's the thing. Like, I, I am, uh, I have a great affinity for earth-based religions. Um, you know, uh, Wicca and, and things of the sort. Um, because there's a lot of uh, thoughtfulness and, and, and grounded, but some of it gets very ridiculous too. So in all of these things that I do kind of, put myself around or bring around or, or encounter, I use them to ask questions. Not to say like, this is a sign or whatever, but to ask, like, well, what does this mean? And how can this influence me? Or how can this affect me? And how can I use this to better my day, better myself, better my life, better my son? And I explained that to her. I explained that to my date. I said, I think that's really cool uh, in that respect, that it can give you questions. But I have to ask because I'm curious. And I mean no disrespect. I'm not judging you or criticizing you. I'm just very curious. I, it struck me as very interesting. And I'm fascinated by interesting things. You are atheist. You don't believe in God. And you think the stories are stupid. But you believe that because you were born in a certain month and a year, that that's, that dictated or created your personality. 
I don't understand. Can you can you reconcile that? I'm just curious. And if not, no big deal. No, nothing. Okay, well that's okay. And then subjects of race came up. Now I know before that she, not a Trump supporter, great, and and I, I have such a common thing to say now, but that she, um, you know, is not a supporter of babies in cages, and uh, you know wants something to be done about, you know, a, a mass shooting every day in America. You know, she's a has this thing. So we're talking about this and that, and we're making jokes, and it's fine. And I think like, okay, well, you know, it's just, that's all right. It's just, this is, might be cool. And then she says, yeah, but I mean, like, at a certain point, like, when are black people going to stop talking about slavery? I mean, it happened so long ago. Like, just let it go. It's all they talk about. Whoa. <laughs> so I very calmly and politely uh, tried to explain without being pedantic or overbearing or trying to bulldozer. And I wasn't upset either. I understand that some people have very immature and uh, ill-informed perspectives. So I said, well, I mean, slavery was not that long ago. Uh, And then also when slavery ended first, it didn't end. I mean, there's still slavery now. That's what our prison systems are. That's why they're privatized, and that's that's what they are. And that's also uh, part of, you know, the massive difference between uh, black and white incarcerations in, in, in prisons. And But also, like, when slavery, quote, ended, there was literally laws in place to hold back and prevent and ruin black American lives. And that's that only kind of ended uh, in the 60s, but the results of that, or the effects of that will last for so many more generations and we're still, like everybody's still dealing with all that. So, I mean, it's not, I don't think black people talk about slavery too much. I mean, I, and I, I, I don't think there's really I mean, of all the things that are talked about, it's probably talked about the least uh, as far as, like, really horrible atrocities that have happened very recently. No, just right over her head. And I was like, you don't think that, like, slavery, like, greatly affected uh, black Americans, like, for generations and generations? If if you grew up that way and then that wouldn't affect you? No? No. Okay. I bought another drink. Bought her another drink. Didn't even offer. Didn't even pretend to reach for her wallet. So we're talking a little while longer, and it's kind of winding down. The bar's closing. So we're outside talking a bit more. And yeah. Can't, uh... Can't hang out too much with a racist who hates kids. No matter how hot she is, or so anyway. The, <laughs> the couple days later, I I told her like, hey, you know, I, thank you for thank you for hanging out. That was nice, and I'm glad we got together. Um, and I understand that you know you mentioned a few times that you don't uh, like kids, and that's 
that's fine. I'm not judging or criticizing. Um, I actually feel the opposite way though. So, you know, that would eventually be a, a pretty big issue. So we should probably uh, not see each other again. And I wish you all the best. And that was what I said. And I was anticipating, part of the reason I put off that conversation for, you know, just two days, not that long, but was that I was anticipating uh, her, because most people, when they feel any type of rejection, I wasn't really rejecting her, but when they feel any, they freak out and they get combative and I just didn't want to deal with it. I have enough going on. I didn't want another angry fucking person to deal with in my life. But she was lovely about it. She totally understood. She was like, thank you for being so upfront. Um, yeah, that's, that's totally fine. I really appreciate, you know, I had a great time with you too. And I wish you all the best. So that just goes to show you that, um, even, uh, child hating racists can be kind and compassionate. <laughs> I don't want to date, man. I don't, I, 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 you know, part of me really, it's hard being a, a business owner by yourself and being a single parent. It's hard. Uh, not only is it hard because it's a lot of weight to carry and balls to juggle. Like I have to, I'm doing physically, like logistically, everything by myself. I don't have babysitter or daycare, nothing. It's just me. Um, so that can be hard. But, you know, it's, it's hard to not have someone to share your day with. I can do it with my son, but like my role is always to provide for him, to give for him. It's not, uh, it doesn't really reciprocate really. Like he gives back to me in ways he doesn't know. It's not intentional. Um, but so that, you know, to not have another adult around to share uh, in my stress or worries or, you know, triumphs and joy and success, it, it can be lonely. So in that respect, there, there are times I, I do want I feel like, man, I wish I had somebody. But um, if you know anything about, I mean, you don't, I haven't really talked about this, but like my past relationships, uh, real bad. Like some of the most abusive and manipulative and destructive people you could be in a relationship with, like real, real bad shit that they did. Um, so I, I don't, I, I don't trust people. It's not, I'm not like resting on that statement as like, that's who I am now and that defines, no. Um, I just acknowledge it as like, that's, that is how I feel. And that's a new acknowledgement that, cause I always want to trust people, but, uh, I, I just fucking don't. I really don't. Um, I truly don't, uh, in my experience, in my life, people are deceitful and, uh, manipulative and, and two-faced and, uh, selfish beyond measure. So the a prospect of potentially being in a relationship is, is a little, uh, daunting or triggering for me. Uh, you know, so much so that like I had a friend just recently, um, we've been friends for like over a year. And when we first started hanging out, I made it very clear that I was not interested in a romantic relationship with her, uh, that there would be nothing or, or physical relationship that we're, you know, just friends and she agreed and she like over the, she would try to like push the boundaries, like with things she said and stuff like that. And I would have to tell like, Hey, no. And she like, okay, I'm sorry. I won't, you're right. And then, you know, a few weeks ago, um, three weeks ago, might be four weeks now, she said some really like, it was passive aggressive, but just aggressive and, uh, 
you know, manipulative stuff about, uh, how she feels about me and being in a relationship, but it was very like, um, weaponized. And then, uh, so I told her, uh, that's not okay. That that's what you're doing. And that's what you're saying. Um, I've made it very clear and you're, you're ignoring me and, uh, putting me in a position that's very uncomfortable. I constantly have to be on guard and analyze everything you say and do so I can stay ahead of potential traps or uh, potential discomfort or danger. And I'm not safe around you because you don't um, give a shit about what I have to say about my feelings. And, uh, you know, and then she got, she gave me the, oh, I'm so sorry. That's just, you know, I'm just, I didn't mean it like so... I didn't mean it like that. I was just playing. It's like how I do this. I'm like, no, that's not the same thing. Um, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm flirty like that. I, I just, I play, I'm just playing. I'm like that, what you said to me was not playing. And she's like, well, I deleted those texts and before, so I don't know what they said. And then she was like, but I don't want to see him. So you know what I mean? Like so much deflection and uh, like kind of like, a little bit of gaslighting. Uh, and I was like, well, and, and then she kind of turned it around of like, immediately, like she, she fake apologized by saying that it's just how she is. And then she launched into this thing about, um, you know, she's dealing with like really severe trauma from like 10 years ago and she's in a bad place and she had a terrible night and it was really dangerous. She was glad she had people around her. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with me? And what the fuck does that have to do with you ignoring me and your behavior towards me? So she she turned it around. That's what is very manipulative. That's what manipulative people do is they turn it around and frame it in a way that if you are to keep talking about what the original issue is, which is your feelings, uh, you are now hurting them. You are now ignoring their problem, their trauma, their pain. So she immediately hijacked it and made it about her and her old trauma that has happened before she even met me and used it as an excuse to justify her behavior. Super triggering for me. It's like, fuck that. I'm out. So I don't trust people. I don't know where the fuck I was going. Welcome back to Porb. Um, I'm doing this in my car, on my phone, as I said, because... I've moved. It happened very suddenly. I think I talked about it. I was, yeah, yeah, because I told you about the uh, Japanese lady who thought I was Armenian because I have hairy arms. And uh, so I, I did I did move. Uh, I, I saw a place. This was, I guess, a month ago. Yeah, a month ago now. I saw a place, almost exactly a month. I saw a place on like a Thursday, and then I got it the following Monday. So just a few days later, and then I moved that Friday. So basically, I saw a place, and then a week later, I moved. Um, so it's been uh, hectic, to say the least. And, uh, you know, the way I moved was I would, like, everything I could fit in my car, I would make trips, sometimes multiple trips a day and a night, and at night, uh, driving back and forth, taking things in boxes and whatever out of boxes, um, over the course of like two a week. And my, my old landlord was so cool. He gave me like, he's like, dude, take, take two weeks. You can have to the middle of September, uh, to get everything out. Um, but I was just fucking exhausted, man. 
back and forth and back and forth, moving everything by myself. I don't ask for help. It's a problem, I know. Um, I had two friends yell at me for it. For this particular thing, moving. And then on, uh, uh, then on that Friday, I had a moving company come and do the furniture because I physically... I was going to do it all myself, rent a U-Haul, but I was like, yeah, I physically can't move all this shit by myself. Uh, I'm strong as fuck, but like, I'm not, I mean, I, yeah, I can't move it all by myself. So I've moved, um, in Pomona, which is an okay city. Uh, there are parts of it that are nice, parts of it that are not. Um, it's, yeah, as far as like, it's about as nice as Alhambra was, um, Thankfully, I'm in a good part of Pomona, and I'm bordering nice neighborhoods, so it, it's nice. The house is beautiful. It's, I mean, it's a really beautiful house that I'm in. Um, you know, my son has his own room, and there's a backyard and a detached garage I've turned into a gym, and, you know, it, it's be- it's such a nice fucking house. I'm, and it makes his commute to and from school 10 minutes as opposed to 40 minutes, which was... I fucking hated so much. And all that shit is a result of someone else. Whatever. Um, Again, I don't trust people because they're shitty. People are terrible. So it's been hectic and I haven't gotten back to the podcast. Well, because in part it was just I was just so busy. But then I just got stressed and the studio is set up like it's good to go for the most part. Um, But I'm not going to be doing video of the podcast for a little while. Um, and that's part of the reason that held me back was that like, if I couldn't do that, I didn't want to do it at all. And I had this real kind of all or nothing. Like if it's not the absolute best and top, I shouldn't do it. But the truth is I just don't have the time to make the videos for the podcast as well. It's easy to upload the audio. It's very quick, but I don't have the time to do all the video stuff. It's just me doing all this. I don't have like a producer or, uh, you know, yes. And there's just so much, there's a limited amount of time in the day between my work and my son and everything else. So I'm just going to do the audio for a while. And I prefer it. It feels, I don't like, I like podcasts because it's just, it lives in your head and it's kind of intimate like that. I prefer that. When you see it, even though it's fun, there's something that's lost, I think. So for right now, this will just go back to an audio podcast and I won't do that. Maybe I'll still keep uploading the audio to YouTube, maybe, um, but I'm not going to do the video for right now. So that's that. Welcome to Porb. Um, thank you for listening. Everybody who's listening, uh, I've gotten nice emails about it and uh, thank you. I-, I appreciate you. I appreciate that. And thank you to everybody who's been buying my record. It's fucking weird, man. It's weird. I've been making music 25 years. Um, it's fucking weird that people are buying my record. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the positive, really positive comments. Um, if you haven't checked it out, uh, go to iTunes and search Grey House or, again, Violently Sleeping. That's the record name, but the my project the band name is gray house g-r-e-y h-o-u-s-e gray house and uh and and check it out 
buy it. It's, you know, download it. It's, it's uh, leave a five star and a review. You can use a fake name. You don't even need to put your real name if you're worried about that. Um, if you're on uh, Google, go to the Google Play Store. Get it there. I think you can buy it on Amazon as well. I'm just doing downloading, not streaming, um, because that shit is robbery for the artists. But thank you. Um, thank you for listening and buying it. And, and please share it with people. You know, it, if you do like it or you think somebody else would like it, share it. Pass it along. Let people know about it. Put it on your social media. Um, thank you. It's really cool to have people respond to it. You know, I've I talked about uh, at length before it came out, kind of the process of doing it. And um, it's a big deal to have it out. And it kind of... it. It was very freeing to be done with it and to move forward and to, you know, process all the emotions that come in in letting something like that go or just the fear of putting it out and other people hearing it or seeing it. But it's been great. Um, Thank you guys so much. It it truly, it it means the fucking world to me that, that, um, that people are buying it. And, uh, yeah, thank you. There's a lot more to come, like a lot. Um, what else is going on? Oh, you know, I saw the other, I didn't have time. I've been making iced coffee. I didn't have time to make it yesterday or Saturday. And I'm at home with my son. He told me on Friday when I picked him up from school, he was just like, daddy, I I just want to stay home. Can we stay home a weekend? I was like, yeah, man, of course. Let's fucking stay home. It'd be great. Um, He's, uh, so we just stayed in and I was like, I'm gonna make it a point not to do any errands. I don't, I don't drag him around a lot, but you know, his other half of the time he gets dragged around constantly. So I always make it a point not to do that to him anyway. But then because he said it, I was like, yeah, for sure. Let's not, let's just hang out. We just made, we just played with Play-Doh all day. We played video games. We ran around. We, you know, we, it was great. Watch movies and stuff. Um, but I saw, I was like, man, I fucking really want a nice coffee, but I don't, I'm not going to get him in the, put him in the car, just get a nice coffee. So I saw that Uber Eats delivers from Starbucks. So, okay. So I go on Uber Eats and I see the iced coffee and I see the sizes and I was like, okay, short, grande, venti. And then what the fuck is this? Trenta. Another size, a, a bigger size. I never knew. I never knew. So excited. Bam, order that shit. 20 minutes later, comes to the door. Man, I'm excited. It was only $2 extra than it would have been had I gone myself, which I will pay to not have to get in the car, spend the gas, the time, all of that stuff. It's only $2. While I would like to save $2, whatever, it was worthwhile. So excited, Trenta, the biggest size they make. The guy hands it to me and leaves. It's in a bag. I go in my house. I open it, and it is a short. The smallest size they make. But the label on it says Trenta, TR, the biggest size. And they gave me, it was like a baby cup. (laughs) Very disappointing. Very disappointing. I understand that this is a first world problem, but I live in the first world, and it's okay for me to have a problem with this. I was excited to have my giant coffee. And I said I had a baby coffee. 
And when you are a self-employed single father, sometimes a giant coffee is the only thing that's going to keep it all together for you. So I ended up shaving my head and putting lipstick on my face and tucking my dick between my legs because it just broke my spirit. I didn't do that. I didn't shave my head. So today, also, uh, the other day, I dropped my uh, Starbucks reusable cup and it broke and it cracked and I haven't been able to buy a new one yet. So I had to buy a coffee today and I have a Trenta and it's big and it's glorious. How big it is. If only there were a video of this podcast, you could see it, but you can't. Oh, man. What else is going on? So, yeah, it too was a piece of garbage, unfortunately. The first one was so good. They redid, you know, the chapter one was so fucking good. And then this chapter two was just awful. Some of the worst writing and directing I've seen in a really long time. It was just really bad. There were a couple parts that were done well, but man, it was fucking awful. What a disappointment that was. You know what I watched last night, though, was Crawl, the uh, alligator disaster movie. And it was great. It was everything I wanted from that movie. You know what's going to happen, of course. You know how it's going to go. But it was great. It was done well. It was shot well. It was cool. It was cool as fuck. It was ridiculous and awesome. And uh, yeah, I highly recommend that. Go go check out uh, Crawl. Yeah, I always I, I always try to see movies with my son, uh, new ones, new animated movies when they come out in the theater. And I forgot that what was it called? Abominable had come out on Friday. I was gonna take him. I totally forgot. Um, but maybe I'll try in a couple weeks. And that Adams family, I'm gonna take him to see that Adams family too. I'm really excited about that. I've been um, I haven't been. You know, in, in any of my spare time, I've been working on music. I have more music coming out soon. And, um, but I decided to check out a new game, a Gears 5, Gears of War 5. This is a game I don't really care about. I played the first one and it was good. The second one I didn't like, and I didn't play the third or fourth because I didn't like the second one. I was like, eh, this just doesn't interest me. For whatever reason, I picked up the fifth one. And I really didn't want to like it because it's, you know, it's a Microsoft title. It's a AAA title. It's all, you know, big budget, you know, big muscly guys and running around shooting monsters and shit. Uh, and, and you know, the, the 10-minute cutscenes get very <clears throat> tiresome. And I'm not interested in that. But outside of that, I have to say I'm really fucking enjoying it. It's super fun. It's gorgeous to look at. The fighting, the... Uh, Gunfights are great. It's just, it's fun. It's really fun. I'm, I'm shocked that I really didn't want to like it. I went in thinking I wouldn't like it and, and kind of rooting against it, but I really enjoy it and it's been great. And then I've been playing Super Smash Brothers with my son. It's fucking awesome. It's so fun. Um, yeah, it's really great. I like when he tells me who to pick and uh, he's like, Daddy, you have to walk up to me so I can hit you. All right. And I'm like, nah, man, you got to walk over to me. But it's cool teaching him how to do that shit, you know, and and watching him get more coordinated and stuff. It's really awesome. Super fun. I taught him how to whistle over the weekend. Something I've been working on with him. He's four and a half. It's something I've been working on with him for a little bit. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, I finally, we, we had a breakthrough and, uh, he was able to do it. He's so excited. It's really cool. Really, really cool. I don't know what else is going on. There was some other stuff I wanted to talk about, but I forgot. I'm just excited to be back. So I don't know. I don't know. Something else I wanted to say. Damn it. What did I want to say? I hope this sounds okay. Uh, I'm going to try to figure it out. So normally these were coming out on Wednesday, but I think I'm going to start doing them on Monday. Uh, so I might start recording Sunday nights and then uploading on Monday mornings. Right now it is Monday morning. I'm in my car. Um, we'll see. Cause I'll still have to wait to get home. Oh yeah. I'll have to wait to get home and add, uh, I wonder if I can add the music on my phone. I'm going to try to figure this out. Maybe I can do it today from here. Can I upload from here? I can. Hmm. I'm going to think about this. I might be able to do this <clears throat> all today. Well, anyway, um, I guess that's it. There were some other things I wanted to say, but I can't remember. Um, sons of bitches. If you are listening... Uh, wherever you're listening to this, iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, please like and uh, rate and subscribe and review. Um, the rate and review does bump me up in the algorithm so I can get uh, kind of pushed out more and, and hopefully more people will see the podcast and, and join us. So please do that. Um, if you haven't picked up my record, do that. If you're my friend... And you haven't picked up my record. What the fuck are you doing? What is wrong with you? If you are my friend, if you know me personally and you haven't picked up my record, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. One, it's awesome. Two, I'm awesome. Three, you could be awesome if you got it. Just do that. And then share it. Put it on your fucking Facebook or whatever. Uh, go to iTunes or Google Play or Bandcamp or Amazon. Uh, I actually did put a few songs on SoundCloud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eventually put some of it on Spotify and stuff too, but for right now, no. Uh, Gray House, um, at Graham Baker on Twitter, at Instagram Baker on Instagram, at Gray House Music on Instagram. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get finish my coffee, and then go back to work. All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Peace.